ladies and gentlemen, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is the SmackDown Live recap show for uh, December, not December, why did I say December? February 19, 2019, and it's my birthday. It's my goddamn birthday today. So happy birthday to me. And happy birthday to all of you who are sharing the same birthday as I am. And thank you all for being here. Especially if it is your birthday that you decided to come and join me on my own birthday today. Isn't that, aren't we all just a, isn't this all adorable? It's fantastic. I'm really glad that, and I'm really glad that the, that there's a whole bunch of people already here live Live here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, which is where what we do uh, every after every main roster show, about a half hour after 10:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday nights. We tape this live on YouTube. So right now we have we have Graham who's here wishing me a happy birthday. Thank you very much, Kristen Ashley, uh, editor in chief of diva-dirt.com we also have blaine who's here as well jay king is in the chat as well jpq whole bunch of fantastic folks you know the the chat room here at the mr warren hayes show and jam just uh, dropped in uh, joe anthony uh, robert look everyone's popping in everyone's landing in and thank you for the birthday wishes everyone you know the chat here is fantastic bunch of very uh uh wonderful people very tolerant good discussion overall respectful that's why we have the 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 moderators we're there to make sure that everything stays clean but you know it's a it's a nice place if you want to come after smackdown uh, and raw and you want to talk uh, talk wrestling just shoot some some wrestling shit with people in a respectful manner you just come over here it's very nice. So uh, thank you everyone for joining live. If you're not joining live, that's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, don't take it so hard. It's okay. You're watching this on your own time. And that's what this is for. You know, we're on, this is an on-demand world that we live in now. There's no more, there's no such thing as schedules anymore. It's on, it, it, it's all about you. And whenever you can watch me talk, do wacky things with my arms. <laughs> that, 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 that's what we do. Right? So, so thank you for tuning in, even if it is later. And, and maybe you're not even watching this on YouTube. Maybe you're listening to this on a podcast application, your favorite podcast application, because the Mr. Warren Hayes show can be found there as well. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. It's all there. You can go, you can go check that out if you want and if you're watching this or whatever you know if you're like if you're watching this on youtube here's the here's the thing people always ask me warren how can i support your show can i give you money i said no i don't i don't want your money but but then again this is a hypothetical no one ever asked me that question and if anyone would ever offer me money i don't think i say outright no but i mean we're in a hypothetical situation so okay hypothetical situation someone's how can i support your show warren well 
subscribe. Subscribe either on YouTube. Follow me on 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 the podcast thing. If you in uh, you know thumbs up on YouTube, you share out the link. You tell people about the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, and that's really the best way to get it done. To support, show your love. That is all fantastic. That is all fantastic. Wait a second, what? In the chat, Jay King says that I age weird? What does that mean? What does that mean? Is everyone, no one needs to know my age. Age is weird. Oh boy. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting evening. Um, programming notes. Uh, exceptionally, tomorrow night, Wednesday, my NXT uh, 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap show will not take place. I have uh, personal obligations I need to uh, to take uh, a handle of to take care of. Uh, so I will be uh, I will be doing uh, that particular program over on FightfulSlag.com on Thursday. So we're just going to push it back a day. So 205 Live NXT NXT UK will be covered as per usual on Fightful Select. However, it will be uh, on. Um, it will be on on Thursday instead. Uh, and as you know, Fightful Select is the premium service of Fightful.com, combat news, uh, uh, sports website, extraordinaire, wrestling, MMA, boxing, all there. You go to FightfulWrestling.com if you want just your wrestling news. And then you go to Fightful Select if you want extra content, a whole bunch of extra podcasts, uh, uh, sneak peeks at news, exclusives, you go check that out there. You get my podcast. You get uh, Sean Rossap, who does the Weekender podcast. Uh, you get um, you get Stephen Jensen, who does not. Sorry, Sean Rossap does the Fightful Report, and Stephen Jensen does the Weekender, uh, which covers all uh, non WWE programming, uh, retro pay per view reviews as well. I'm taping a couple with Sean this week, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, seeing the light of day over on that service. Look, just go. You can go to FightfulSlag.com. You check it out. You can subscribe. Uh, as low as five bucks a month, it's the best way to support Fightful and Fightful Select. So that's really, really exciting. And I think this weekend there's even uh, over on Fightful.com. Kristen, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think that there's even a uh, uh, there's a new edition of the Division podcast, Fightful's women's wrestling only news podcast. Um uh, that will be uh, coming out this Saturday or Sunday. Anyway, this weekend at some point. Um, and Kristen, feel free to feel free to tell me that I'm completely wrong if that's not the case. But I'm pretty sure that's uh, that's the deal. That's what's going on. <laughs> oh, and tomorrow Wednesday. By the way, uh, Wednesday, I, uh, uh, JPQ John, big paws on a uh, big pup paw, big paws on a pup. He has a podcast called No Particular Angle. I taped a, an episode with him this weekend, and uh, and it's going to air tomorrow. Uh, well, air like be available as a podcast on uh, his podcasting uh, show, <laughs> which is called No Particular Angle. Look look that up on your favorite uh, uh, podcasting application. It's right there. I will be joining uh, him. We talked about uh, we talked about tag team wrestling. We talked about Asuka, what's going on with Asuka in a world dominated by Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey. What are we doing with with Asuka from this point on? So, uh, so yeah, 
so, you know, even, even if I'm not around for my Fightful Select show tomorrow, well, you can still get to hear my voice over on John's podcast. So JPQ, he says 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. It should be available. Thank you, John. That's fantastic. Kristen Ashley confirms that the division will air, uh, will will appear this weekend. Uh, and it's an all-women's edition, which is uh, which which is fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, no, because I've been on the show for the past three weeks. Uh, yeah, everyone needs a break from me once in a while. <laughs> there you go. So, so that's what's happening. That's what's going on. Good stuff, I would say. Good stuff. Mm. Time for a little mason jar goodness. Mm-hmm. All right. Hope everyone's doing well. Chat's doing good. Yeah. <laughs> John's sort of making fun of me because I called it an all women's edition, but it's true. I mean, you know, I've I, I've been there for the fa- for the first three episodes. The first episode we did with uh, Joe Soriano from Daily DDT. And then the next one was with uh, Laura Morrow. And then la- uh, two weeks ago was with Anthony. So, you know, there's kind of been this weird balance. And now it's, it's going to be it's going to be all all women. That's fine. Man, I've got there's it, are, are bulging veins out of an arm. Are they, is that like a sign of? high blood pressure or some kind of disease look at that that's not is that is that healthy i'm not sure it is all right let's uh let's go right ahead let's talk about smackdown live so shane mcmahon comes out to regale us with his presence and uh and he comes out uh and he uh, puts over the debuts of the NXT guys. Well, in fact, well, you know, he comes out and he says, "Hey, everyone! Wasn't that great? That that it wasn't that great uh, to see the NXT guys. How about that debut from Johnny Gargano <laughs> and uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Alistair Black, and Ricochet?" <laughs> I thought that was kind of that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, so basically. Um, so basically, you know, he you know he puts over the thing and he announces that the guys are going to be on SmackDown again tonight. Now, just before we go on, do you know if you saw this news breaking out of WWE? I mean, WWE doesn't break its own news. You know what I mean? Uh, apparently, they have a really big announcement regarding NXT tomorrow. Now, of course, it's going to be the night. The night that I, uh, they're going to do a big announcement when I'm going to be off, right? That's, a, of course, that's how things go, right? You take a night off and then something big happens, right? And it's uh, it's Gargano versus Dream tomorrow as well. So, of course, right? Of course, Warren. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, basically, tomorrow, something big is going to come out of NXT, which kind of explains why they're pushing really hard over the past couple of days uh, to really uh, give the spotlight to uh, to the, the the four guys that we've been seeing since Monday. Four guys who were also involved in halftime heat just a couple of weeks ago. So, so now there's something that's coming full circle 
obviously they want their the the more casual audience to get acquainted with these fellows want want them to make sure that they that they realize that these guys are big deals um so there's a lot of speculation going around in chat you know go right ahead um go right ahead and 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 you know let me know your thoughts as to what this could be you know there's been rumors that uh in the fox deal for smackdown that nxt might be thrown in there to air uh to air on fs1 for instance so that would indeed be a, a big deal uh i'd be you know uh this it would be it'd be a big deal some people are saying Oh, well, you know, maybe NXT is going to bump up to two hours, which, uh, you know, would be not a bad idea because they've got more than enough bodies on the brand to cover a two hour show. But do we, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily going to get into the discussion as to whether or not we want NXT to be two hours since the one hour formula is working so well. Um. There's, uh, you know, there's also speculation that it's going live, that they're that they're going to abandon the tape format, and they're just going to go out and have live NXT North America shows. I mean, there's so much, there's so much stuff, so much, uh, there's there, there so many possibilities, but you know, it's a it's apparently something quite big. Big enough to not be announced just off of a uh, a press release. So, like, I I'm not quite sure what exactly the thing what exactly the thing might be. Uh, John says NXT moving to TV to TV. It only makes sense, as in I guess what he means is either cable or network television. Uh, I mean, it could be so many things. But I'm I, my guess, like I, I kind of have a feeling that that the announcement is that they're going to be abandoning the tape format and they're actually going to go with a live uh, they're going to go with a live show. That's what I think. That, that's what I think they do. Blaine says NXT goes to two hours besides being on the network. It also airs on FS1. NXT talent flows across all three brands. NXT becomes an official third man, third main roster brand. You know, that makes sense. And, I, you know, I'd like to take a, just a, a moment to speak on the uh, NXT talent being floating talent. Um, there's been a lot of that right now. Even before these four guys came up, you know, um, Nikki Cross, uh, Heavy Machinery, Lacey Evans, and um, uh, uh, EC3. It's been, they've been seen on both Raw and SmackDown. It's been touted that they don't know uh, that well that they they don't have a home yet that they're still like um, that they're still you know uh, 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 um, feeling things out to find the uh, to find the perfect to, to find the perfect spot to 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 insert themselves in right um, so uh, so when um, when we do get to the point where uh where we have these folks going around where we have these four other guys who uh, aren't aren't brand specific who are from NXT but are going both on Raw and SmackDown maybe this is going to be a thing it wouldn't be new 
in the history of NXT to have WWE main roster mix it up with NXT. Back in the early days of the the NXT as we know it today, uh, main roster wrestlers would challenge uh, NXT uh, competitors and and back and forth. You know, Wade Barrett it, it, it did that. I'm trying. Um, I'm trying to think back a bit. Uh, and look, all I have, I, I just remember Wade Barrett very, very clearly, but there were others. I'm just drawing a blank right now. Apologize to you all. Uh, but, um, but yeah, basically, um, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be a precedent to have these brand mix-ups. But then it kind of, you know, you push this forward a bit, and then you're like, well... What's the brand split for anymore? You know? If we can if we can bounce around like that, or if there's people that are that are clearly in the free agent territory, I want to call it that. What are the what do the brand splits stand for anymore? Just you know, just some just some food for thought. It's a funny expression, that food for thought, you know. It's as if your thoughts, as if your thoughts are always starving, a bunch of gluttons. You gotta, you gotta feed them because they're always, always fucking hungry. Insatiable bastards. Um. Yeah. So okay. So of course, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll probably get a really better inkling idea as to what's going on tomorrow night on NXT. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, Shane uh, Shane actually wants to continue on his promo, but he gets interrupted by Miz, who comes to the ring. And uh, he has a microphone, and as he's walking in, he says he hasn't slept in two days because he, uh, he feels he lost the SmackDown Tag Team Championship um, last, uh, last Sunday. At Elimination Chamber, uh, he feels it's his fault, and he says uh, he needs to get something off his chest right now. Uh, he says that uh, Shane, you know, you took a chance on me being your partner. He can't shake the guilt of what happened. Um, you know, Shane, uh, uh, you know, he says I, uh, I used you because I knew you could relate to me uh, with my uh, with my daddy issues. Um, uh, and he says that uh, he remembers when Shane brought out his dad a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Miz, and his his hair. He says that he was proud of him. His his dad said to Miz, right? I'm getting better with pronouns, folks. He says that he was proud. Miz's dad said he was proud of the Miz, that he loved him, and it was the first time that he ever said that. Best moment of his career and one of the best moments of his life. And that's because... Of you, Shane. Thank you very much. But I let you down in the title defense two days ago. And I know there's no more automatic rematch clause. But you're Shane McMahon. You can make this happen. And you can tell Shane is... You can feel he's being a little iffy, right? He's like... But the Usos come out. And they start some trash talking. And they say that if Shane can forgive the Miz, then they'll give them the rematch. But they say that Miz is a joke, a loser, a fraud. Shane takes exception to this. His 
hot-headed temper takes takes the precedence here. And he says the rematch is on and it will happen at Fastlane. But that was that was a that was your opening segment. And it actually brought out and then everything just goes dark and it brings out Alistair Black. And it was announced right then and there that we were getting Alistair Black versus Andrade Cien Almas. And I went something, I, some, I, once I, I made, I made a noise. I made a noise when that happened. Like what? Because it was Alistair Black who won the NXT championship off of Andrade in a fantastic match. That was Benini's. So I was like, kind of like the revival and, uh, and, and dark DIY last night. That was nice. And you knew, here's the thing. When the match starts, when we come back from commercial, right? You know, and, and again, Alistair gets his full entrance and let's, I mean, that is, that's just a main roster entrance. He's like, he's tailor-made. It's perfect. And just like, just like came in and did his thing again. And it's really, really impressive. And you knew when the match started, you knew exactly that we weren't in Lafayette anymore because when the match started, NXT chants throughout the arena. That made my old crumbling birthday heart very, very happy. There's a lot, uh, so the match starts, there's a lot of evasiveness between both guys to start. Almost gets the upper hand on Black. I, I'm still calling Andrade by his full name, and that's, is it a, you know, a, a, am I just being a hot-headed rebel? Maybe, but I'm also very used to calling him Andrade Cien Almas. Um... So almost gets the upper hand on uh, on Black. He chops him hard across the chest, hits a flying knee as well. Um, Black goes after him, um, uh, misses a flying knee and tumbles to the outside. No, sorry. It's Almas who misses a flying knee to the corner and tumbles to the outside. Black does the lion salt into the seated position thing, which got a pop tonight. Uh, back from commercial, Black uh, is uh, uh, delivering some knees to the face. He hits the ropes. Uh, goes for a springboard, something or another, but he gets shoved off right onto the floor by Almas. Back in the ring, Almas goes for the hammerlock DDT, uh, but um, Black reverses out of it. Get uh, gets um, gets a meteora on uh, on Almas. German into a bridge, which gets a two. Hip toss by Almas into the corner. Running knees then follow by Almas into the cover who uh, into the corner who covers Black, but for two. And Black avoids the hammerlock DDT again and hits a black mass to end the match. Not as not as lovely a black mass as the one Elias ate on Monday. But still a very nice showing by, by Alistair here. Um and I mean this was surprisingly hard hitting. Short match, but that's okay because Alistair got more time in on Monday. 
uh, and was a uh, was on a better position uh, um, on on uh, on Monday night as well. And sometimes sometimes it's all about your position. It, it all depends on uh, it all depends on how you're positioned on the show. Um. So yeah, no, and, and this was fine. It was okay. You know, uh, I I tried not to get too excited. I'm like, oh, they're gonna have another classic. No, you know, not. Not tonight. Not when they're just trying to introduce new people like that. So I, I tempered my expectations, but it was still very. Uh, uh, that was excuse me. That was still very. Uh, it was still very fun. Nice, hard hitting match. Uh, thank you, Brett B, for the happy birthday, and and John Bias who's here as well. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um. There we go. That's a happy birthday. So why not? I'm going to. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano uh, were watching this match backstage uh, and uh, they get interviewed. Um, they get interviewed, but the bar comes over and challenges them. Because Cesaro says, what is this? Take your NXT superstar to work day. <laughs> la, 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 la. Uh, Styles. Um, so basically, you know, yeah, this all ends up being a a big setup for for a match later on this evening. Then you have uh, AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy, and uh, who are getting psyched for the six man tag team main event. And Kofi Kingston is offering an olive branch of pancakes to make up for Elimination Chamber, so that. Your boys can all work together and be on the same page. Pancakes, the great unifier. You know, uh, you know the uh, IHOP should be, you know, when you think about it, maybe the UN should be at IHOP. I mean, after all, it is an international house of pancakes, right? <laughs> you could have just, you know, everyone from the world being in there, sitting around eating pancakes and agreeing on stuff. And then you'd probably have to explain to like the uh, the lower level countries that IHOP and International House of Pancakes is the same thing, you know the you know the 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 lower tier countries that don't understand you know how electricity works and stuff like that. <laughs> Wait, which countries am I talking about? No, nah, nope, not going there. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> Let's see. Um, it's in the chat right here. Uh, Blaine says, very good 10-minute sprint between Almas and Black. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Priscilla, not Priscilla, John. Anyway, John Baez says uh, the crowd was nice tonight. The crowd was very, very good tonight. Uh, Graham Cook says Guy Fieri's in the Hall of Fame. No, no, he's not. Brett says, Warren, I'm seriously not uh, subscribing to anything monetary, but I'm donating some board uh, to uh, to eliminate uh, your penmanship. Yeah, I know. I know my I know my my calligraphy isn't uh, up to par. You know, it's, it's not bad. Maybe I do need like a like a light up board or something or a screen where I could like, you know, maybe put like uh, uh, graphics instead anyway the warren board the warren board works well right now 
So next we actually get uh, the uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano versus the Bar match. Uh, match uh, starts uh, with uh, between uh, Sheamus and uh, and uh, and Ciampa, and um, you know Sheamus is a big guy. <laughs> He's huge. I mean, you know, I get that Tommaso and Johnny are not. You know they're they're not huge beefcakes, right? But I mean they're they're still I mean they're bigger than me. Like I'd I'd be standing next to Tommaso Ciampa, and you know he'd look like a, he'd look like a freaking mastodon next to me. But next to Sheamus, Sheamus was towering over them, and they used that because the bar weren't taking. Uh, Champa and uh, Gargano seriously, um, and you know Sheamus actually tries to psych him out at first. Him being uh, Champa, um, whips him into the ropes, but Champa comes back with some kicks. Cesaro comes in then next, and 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 Johnny uh, Gargano come uh, gets tagged in as well. Cesaro takes Gargano down and keeps him down with an arm lock. Uh, whipped into the ropes, uh, Gargano comes uh, back at him with the Hurricane Rana, but an, uh, Cesaro jumps right back up and hits a European uppercut to knock Gargano down. Uh, double team is avoided, Sheamus is dumped out, Ciampa knees both guys, and Johnny then dives right through the ropes onto the outside, which was a nice little sequence. Ciampa comes after Cesaro, uh, jumps off the apron, but Cesaro catches him, while bumping into the cameraman and back breaks him while Seamus takes out your boy Johnny Wrestling. Back from commercial, Ciampa is eating another European uppercut. Seamus takes out Gargano and that keeps Ciampa from tagging out. Um, some top rope shenanigans ensue. This is where it got scary. Ciampa avoids a super white noise, but they come off the ropes and uh, and Seamus lands on Champa's knee, and Seamus lands like on his upper uh, his upper neck. This wasn't the uh, when I saw this and I tweeted it out. I said, "Oh no 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 no, Champa! Oh no!" Because he um, he being Seamus landed really bad on. Champa's knee. Champa has issues with his knees. This isn't. Uh, this this is not news. So that's really, really. I I cringed. I freaked out a bit. That was some bad. That was a bad fall. And then he started twisting around. The referee put up the X, and I was like, No shit, no, no, not on a throwaway match like this, which is which is essentially like a uh, um, an exhibition match. He said, no. And then I, I started looking on Twitter and it's like, you know, Seamus is, you know, he's admittedly working with stenosis. The neck condition that uh, Edge had and Edge decided to call it a career, you know, it's and isn't that the same thing that Paige has as well? Um, you know, Seamus shouldn't be bumping like that. Now, your boy Sean Ross Sapp got news backstage saying that both guys are apparently fine. Apparently. 
Sheamus is uh, apparently he's okay. And Tommaso Ciampa has been telling people that he's fine. Now, that's not a, a, a report, a clean bill of health saying, nope, not a problem. No injuries at all. But, you know, it's it's really scary. That was That was frightening. Yeah, like Joe Anthony just said in the chat, word is that Ciampa said he felt okay backstage, but this is the same guy who tore his ACL and still wrestled a 20-minute ladder match the next day uh, taped with duct tape. Let's not forget that. He duct taped his knee into place. Hopefully he's okay, but that was a that, it was a scary spot for both guys. Gargano then takes uh, Sheamus out, and here's the, here's the, the thing here. This is when you know. This is when you know you're you're playing with uh, you're playing with 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 professionals. None of these guys missed a beat. They just kept on going, and at a at a, a perfect pace. There was nothing out of place here. Um, Gargano took Sheamus out with a, with a somersault somersault senton off the apron. Uh, he ran Rana Cesaro against the ringside. Back in the ring, Slingshot DDT covers Cesaro, but only gets two. Spinning head scissors uh, on Cesaro again, and he uh, twists it around into the Gargano escape. But Cesaro breaks out. He hits another backbreaker, flying knee from Sheamus. Uh, from the, not, uh, sorry, not flying, but diving knee off the top turnbuckle across, um, uh, across uh, on Johnny Gargano, who's spread across Cesaro's knee. He gets uh, covered by Sheamus, but Tommaso breaks up the pin and gets thrown out again. Another big backbreaker on Gargano by Sheamus. Gargano hits a super kick out of nowhere and covers Sheamus for two. Bit of a double team by uh, by Dark DIY and Champa Jackknife covers Sheamus for the win. And the crowd popped. I'm telling you, this was not... This was not... Lafayette too, folks. This was a hot, hot crowd. They knew what, what was going on here. So that also made me happy. So good. This was, look, uh, this was a really good match. I At this point, I don't think the bar can do any, uh, can do anything bad <laughs> as far as tag team wrestling goes. They're, they're so, so solid and consistent they know how to use the uh, how to use their 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 strengths. They uh, they know how to tell a compelling story in the ring. And then you, you have uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Gargano arguably are, uh, there's a legit argument to be made that he's the best worker in the entire company. Tommaso Ciampa is no slouch. You put these guys together, we got a relatively short match. That was fantastic. And Blaine in the chat says we need 20, 25 minutes of DIY versus the bar. Any, any fucking time. That was so good. That was so, so good. So this brings out Asuka. Remember Asuka? She's the SmackDown Live Women's Champion. And they have her coming out to cut a promo. Which I still have very mixed feelings on. If you're a regular listener, you know that I am not, I'm not um, privy to having your non-English speakers be put in positions where they have to cut promos. And I thought that 
a couple, you know, in the build-up to TLC, having Asuka cut promos with Becky and Charlotte in the ring with her was a detriment to her. Not because she's stupid, not because I'm afraid of foreigners, but I, English is not her first language. And she's, she still struggles with it. She's improved, but she's still struggling with it. And if you put her, you juxtapose her with two of your best female mic workers in the company, you, you, you juxtapose her, you put her in the middle of those two, that's just, that's just dumb. But at least she was alone. She was able to cut her stuff. It was fine. And yes, I know that if she never cuts promo, she'll never get better. It's fine. It's enough that you can get off my back, mom. <laughs> um. So, uh, but you know, they they put over the fact that they put over the undefeated streak, put over the fact that she won the first women's Royal Rumble, and that now she's SmackDown Live's women's champion. It's, you know, it's kind of like, hey, remember how good this uh, this woman is. Um, they start, you know, and then, um, you know, well, what are you going to do, Asuka? You know, I mean, you know, there's so much talk about, you know, Raw Women's Championship with uh, Ronda Rousey, which generated some booze at the mention of her name. Um, but um, um, basically here, she said, um, Asuka said, you know, that she beat, and I like this. She said that I beat... Becky and Charlotte at TLC and I made Becky tap out at Royal Rumble. So she's like, they can have their play date. I beat these, I, I beat these women. You know, time for me to move on. And I like that. I really did like that. Because it, in a storyline sense, it reminds you of what happened. She beat, you know, she won the triple threat match. She made Becky tap out. So she's like, who's, okay, who's next kind of thing. And I'm like, ah. And that's an interesting and completely logical way to advance, to advance Asuka in her, uh, in her title reign. It just makes sense. I was okay with it. So she gets interrupted, though, as she's cutting her promo. Well, as she asks who's ready for Oscar, basically, it's Mandy Rose that comes out, accompanied by Sonya Deville. And, you know, Mandy wa wants a shot at the champ. She calls herself the most talked about WWE superstar. That'll get you some heat. <laughs> so we get we actually get Oscar versus Mandy Rose. We that's what that, that's what we get. <laughs> Running dropkick by Oscar begins this match, and then it uh, uh, be, begins the match. But then quickly on, it gets the match is interrupted by Lacey Evans again. Jesus Christ! The the music her she her strutting down. Going to the bottom of the ramp, then walking back up. Sonya Deville sort of like came at the bottom of the ramp and was like, you're not coming down here. And I'm like, thank you, Sonya, because this is dumb. Send her back. What the hell 
is this gimmick? So she goes back up and that's it. But the distraction allows Mandy to uh, to side rush and leg sweep Asuka. Covers her, but only gets two. Um, Rose then uh, goes, uh, goes after Asuka. Um, uh, goes after Asuka. Uh, back from commercial, um, uh, Asuka actually gets a knee bar on Rose, uh, who reaches the bottom rope to, to break it up. They're on the outside now. Uh, Mandy Rose hits a, a hell of a pump knee to Asuka's face. Um, Mandy is back in the ring and she's shit talking Asuka. She says, you'll never look like me, which, which I think I, I'm a, this is a fine angle. It's like to her, it's like, it doesn't matter. You'll, it doesn't matter what you do. doesn't matter what you say. You'll just never look like me. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. She slaps Asuka across the face. And of course, of course, that's, you just, you don't do that to Asuka. You don't slap Asuka across the face because then Asuka comes back at you with some open palm strikes. She comes back with a, with a springboard missile drop kick, the bit, those spinning back fists and then a spinning kick. That's what she does when you slap her in the face. Mandy gets covered after the spinning kick, but only gets two. Asuka gets a released German in, Shining Wizard. Uh, but the match ends when Mandy Rose fakes an injury, which allows her to roll Asuka up for the surprise win. And Mandy Rose just pinned the SmackDown Live Women's Champion as close to a clean win as you can. I mean, there were she was using psychology. You know, wasn't like uh, she wasn't actually there. There weren't any real shenanigans. I'm okay with this. I know there's a lot of people who are like who you're like, oh, but Oscar, how can she pin Oscar out of nowhere? It's Oscar. Look, you know the streak. Oscar is over. All right, get that into your minds now. The thing here is uh, the thing here is that. Oscar was able to, Oscar um, was able to uh, to help put Mandy over here, and that's one thing. You know, not just last night, not as just last night. I was talking about the Ruby Riot situation in the Elimination Chamber, where she was squashed by Ronda. Well, that there's a there's a clever way to. There's a clever way to put new uh, new talent over to build credible opposition, right? Just have them be squashed by a champion like that. And I mean, so for them to want to elevate Mandy, try something out with her. This is fine. I'm okay with this. This is this is something that we want. We want new matches. We want new people, new faces. Mandy's Mandy's improved. She she looked good in the ring tonight. So, you know, we'll see, obviously we'll see how this goes. This is probably going to translate into a fast lane match, which I'm fine with. I like, I still don't know what they're doing with Asuka as far as, uh, as far as WrestleMania goes, because I don't think that, um, I don't think, um, Mandy Rose is a, and I don't think Mar- Mandy Rose and Asuka is a marquee match. 
but there's definitely something there. There's something there to 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 discuss. Something there that to to happen nonetheless. So if it happens at fast lane, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Oscar getting a defense in before moving into WrestleMania. I mean, she hasn't defended the. She hasn't had a pay per view defense. I was going to say since Royal Rumble, but I mean, there's only been one pay-per-view. But I mean, you know what I mean. She hasn't been all over the place uh, defending the title. They've been very, very much focused on uh, Charlotte, Becky, Ronda. I'm okay with them giving more spots to more women. Uh, this is this is nothing but positive stuff. Would I have preferred someone else than Mandy? Maybe. But let's see what Mandy can do because she hasn't really been given a chance to, to shine yet. And, you know, putting her in the ring with a woman like Asuka will do her wonders. You know, Asuka is seasoned. She's accomplished. Mandy still has a way to go. But, I mean, I, again, the only way you learn is by putting them in situations, by putting yourself in situations where you will have someone who will be able to teach you, to show you stuff, to to learn. So I'm okay with this. <laughs> Brett in the chat says, Lacey Evans is Vince McMahon's toy Carmen Sandiego cosplay experience. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty funny. Um... Joe Anthony says, the closest I came to understanding Lacey Evans is that she's got Chris Jericho's troll gimmick from 2012. Huh. Huh. That's interesting. Um, John Baez is... <laughs> he's calling back... Uh, uh, calling back the uh, Terry Funk injury, eye injury from... Uh, what was it, John? Was it... Uh, uh, ECW One Night Stand. Well, I get uh, two thousand. I can't remember the year. ECW One Night Stand, which John had re reviewed with Sean and I, over on Fightful Select. And Terry Funk had injured his eye. Injured his eye, and we we had a bit of a laugh with that. Um. So yeah, so there we go. Next, uh, we have uh, we go back to Charlotte Flair, who was watching the match backsta backstage, and she so shows off those massive bruises that she got from um, that she got from uh, from those uh, crutch shots. Oh, oh. her arm is messed up, man. That was, um, it's not pretty. Uh, but she, you know, basically she's talking about Becky again. She says she re-aggravated her, Becky's injury because, and you know, it's all her fault. You know, and everyone has to, and here's the thing. Here's something that we're telegraphing here, folks. It's, she said it herself. People have to get it in, your, in their head. It's one-on-one -on -one for WrestleMania and it's in the main event because I'm in it. Now this is, I feel like they're telegraphing a little bit here because um, I feel like they're telegraphing a little bit because um, uh, uh, I'm of the opinion that at Fastlane, 
Becky and Charlotte are going to have a match. And there's going to be stakes to it. And these are the stakes. This is my official prediction. This is how I book it. Becky comes back and messes, messes shit up one more time. Then Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever comes in and is like, okay, look, Becky, we're done with this shit. This, this is what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen. You're going to have a match with Charlotte Flair at Fastlane. If you win, your suspension is lifted and Charlotte is knocked out of the main event match at WrestleMania. But if Charlotte wins, your suspension sta stands. And I think, I really think that's what's going to happen in Fastlane. And we're going to revert back to one-on-one. -on -one. I really, really don't think that we're that they're going to um, that they're going to do a triple threat match for the first uh, women's main event at WrestleMania. I really, really don't. I think that uh, I think WWE have learned a lot of things over the past couple of years. Talk about your random match, Eric Young, who hasn't wrestled on WWE television since. September 2018 against Rick O'Shea, who gets a great reception from the non-Lafayette crowd. <laughs> um, and uh, we cut to commercial. When we come back from commercial, the match is on. Eric Young did, get, did not get any entrance, or at least any televised entrance. Uh, Rick O'Shea is being uh, quite evasive to begin with. Uh, Young shoulder blocks him down, though. Ricochet does the uh, Rana kip-up drop kick move. Alexander Wolf uh, distracts who's on the outside because Sanity is there in full force. Alexander Wolf distracts Ricochet, and Young takes advantage of it to knock uh, Ricochet down to the floor. Young gets him back into the ring. Front face lock. Uh, he he uh, puts Ricochet in the front face lock and lifts him uh, in, uh, uh, on the turnbuckle. Let me start that again. Eric Young is on the second turnbuckle. He's got he puts Ricochet in the front face lock and lifts him off the uh, the the mat. Um, he leaps forward with a forearm forearm behind Ricochet's head, covers him, but only gets two. Ricochet sidesteps Young, who eats uh, who eats the turnbuckle. Head scissors takedown by Ricochet. Springboard European uppercuts. Standing shooting star press covers Young, only gets two. Eric Young does a flare flop, and I think uh, I think he gets busted open. I think I think he, as he, or maybe it was on the S the the standing shooting star press. I'm not sure, but it seems to me he, uh, Young's Young got open on the side of the uh, on the side of the head. Um, uh, but Young ends up uh, ends up going onto the floor. Ricochet does a Fosbury flop on Dane and Young. Gets Young back into the ring for the 6.30 and the win. A nice showing here by Ricochet and Eric Young. Um, which, who uh, they both worked really, really well together. I, th I thought they had chemistry. Was a great pace. Short match, but it was, was a lot of fun. Overall, I really felt that the NXT guys, they all looked Overall, they all looked better tonight. Ricochet had a better match last night with Finn and uh, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. 
but he still looked really strong tonight. Still looked, you know, the pace that he ran with with Young was fantastic. Crowd was super into it as well. They all they all had really fantastic showings. Black had another good showing, and I thought that um, Champa and Gargano looked a lot better tonight than they did yesterday, which is saying something because it was still pretty good, but. You know, it, it didn't blow me away against the revival, which was surprising. But I'm just, I'm still chalking that up to uh, unreasonable, unreasonable Warren Hayes expectations. We go backstage to find the new day, and uh, they're they're chatting, they're chatting it up, and. Uh, you have uh, Xavier Woods who says that, you know, um, be, uh, basically, I can't remember who was interviewing, but uh, she asked Kofi, uh, you know, Kofi, do you think that, uh, you, you know, can you, how do you feel about the last seven days? Seems that this was fantastic. And Xavier Woods comes right in, he dives right in and says, you know, this isn't something that happened just over the past seven days. This is 11 years of work. And he starts talking about stuff that, you know, 11 years ago, Instagram didn't exist. You know, Empire's been on television for 11 years. Um, it was a, it was a nice little segment. Kofi putting over, his, you know, he says, he, I feel like the entire WWE universe is behind me. They do the, they talk about the Kofi mania thing. And then they have a big whiteboard. It's not a Warren board. It's just a plain old whiteboard. And for those of you who, uh, you know, who talk about my handwriting here, Oh, I got to say that uh, Xavier Woods handwriting on that board. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe maybe we're on the same level. <laughs> um, so, but basically, uh, basically, you end up with um, you end up with Kofi, who, uh, you know, who who calls Biggie and Xavier, his, his brothers. Uh, you could feel some very sincere love between these guys and you know once in a while once once in a while you'll hear people talking about you know man we the new day have to split up biggie needs to have a single run or whatever i don't know why anyone would split up the new day why would you split up the new day they all all three of them have such fantastic chemistry together they're obviously all on the same page they're all working together to advance their careers themselves and there's no look Kofi is breaking out as a single star this is something that I was talking about uh, last year it's like there's no reason for the New Day to be exclusively perceived as a tag team they can be like a, a stable a group of dudes you know, like Undisputed Era, like uh, like DX. Doesn't necessarily have to mean that they're absolutely pigeonholed into being a tag team. So now Kofi is is getting his his singles moment. Why not Big E afterwards, or why not just revert back to being uh, tag team contenders? It's just man, they they work so well together it's not always perfect there's missteps along the way but they they recover all the time and they keep themselves interesting and 
they're so uh, they're they're just so sincere and earnest. They are. So this leads us this leads us into uh, the main event: Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, Samoan Joseph, and Daniel Bryan, your WWE champion, who comes out. Tells everyone that they're small-minded. That small-minded people keep the 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 uh, the uh, intelligent people. The 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 what was the word he used? The um, the groundbreakers. Don't quite remember, but he refers to Joan of Arc, Thomas Beckett, and uh, Socrates, and he says, you know, they're not superstars. Uh, they're not movie stars. They're not uh, 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 superheroes. So you might not know who they are. He says he survived the elimination chamber. How? Because I serve a higher purpose, which is to enlighten, to educate. Even though none of you want that, I'm going to educate you about my opponent at Fastlane. And I'm like, oh, all right. You have my attention, Brian. He says, I'm going to tell you who is not going to be my opponent at Fastlane. None of the people in the ring right now because I defeated all of them at elimination chamber. And I'm like, boo. We know that at at this point, we know that that's not going to stand. Um, But we do get we do get this match. Fun match. You get Joe versus uh, Kofi to start. Um, Springboard missile dropkick by Kofi Kingston uh, gets uh, Samoa Joe down. Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy gets tagged in, does the uh, double leg drop to the midsection followed by the basement drop kick on Samoa Joe goes for a twist of fate but Joe reverses it then uh Randy Orton and uh Daniel Bryan have their own get their own shots in at uh Jeff Hardy who is pretty much your babyface in peril for uh for this match here Bryan gets some yes kicks in on him Orton keeps uh Hardy in a chin lock uh, uh but Hardy fights back with a jawbreaker Kofi gets tagged in 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 a hot hot tag he takes everyone out, dumps Orton onto the outside, goes to the top rope to dive on Orton, who is like really too far, but he gets pushed off the top rope by Daniel Bryan and Kofi spills to the floor. Joe level, meanwhile levels the uh, two remaining baby faces and Orton drops Kofi on the commentary table. Back from commercial, Orton is still beating down on Kofi and he drops him on the desk on commentary again. Orton posts himself, though, as Kofi avoids a shoulder uh, shoulder block. And in comes AJ Styles. And so does uh, uh, Daniel Bryan charge in. He hits a driving backbreaker, over, uh, over-the-knee backbreaker on Daniel Bryan. And Yushi Garoshi covers him, but only gets two. He avoids, uh, Styles avoids an RKO, but eats a kick by Daniel Bryan. But that doesn't keep him from getting the calf crusher on Daniel Bryan. Joe breaks that shit up. Twist of fate, fate on Samoa Joe. Everyone is outside of the ring. Brian and Styles trade some uh, some roll up pins, which which leads into the label lock. But Styles is able to reach the ropes. They're back on their feet. Styles hits a beautiful Pele kick on uh, Daniel Bryan, who's running at him. That was that was just perfect timing, and it was beautiful. And Styles gets the hot 
the hottest tag on Kofi Kingston. Um, who uh, who dumps uh, who gets dumped uh, on the outside onto everyone, takes everyone out. Uh, Brian runs uh, runs to dive uh, on Kofi, who's on the outside, but he eats a fist inst- instead. Brian rolls to the outside, and that allows Kofi to do a trust dive uh, from the outside, from the the top turnbuckle to the outside on Brian and Eric Rowan. You get back in the ring, and Kofi. Kofi Kingston hits a trouble in paradise and pins Daniel Bryan again. Again. That was fan. I mean, another great match. But you can tell that these matches are creating the and it's the same thing with Elimination Chamber. They were creating uh they're, they're 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 creating these moments for Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. That's what they're doing. And it's fantastic. They're clearly building to something here and they're listening, they're listening to the audience because they're playing up uh, Kofi Kingston. He's getting the biggest reactions I think he's ever had at this point. And it's fantastic. Let, let let's ride this. As far as, you know, a Fresh faces in the main event. I'm I, and the way that they built this up. This being Kofi, Kofi's Kofi's spot right here. This is you know it's the the crowd is really into it. They just did it with really smart booking, perfect in ring storytelling. That's all that's been happening right now, and Kofi is like he. he He's a nice guy. He's charismatic. He he comes across so well. It's easy to get behind him. Anyway, the after the match, Shane McMahon comes out and he, he announces that Daniel Bryan will be defending the WWE Championship at Fastlane against Kofi Kingston. And I'm okay with that. I'm just disappointed that it's not going to be at WrestleMania where Kofi Kingston could win the title there. Uh, unless they they do a stip, but but anyway, I'm still. I mean, at this point, I'm just I'm just happy that Kofi is, can still ride this, that we can still have Kofi Mania for a while because it, it just feels right and it feels good that WWE are sensing it and are shuffling plans around to capitalize off of this. I think it's fantastic. Hey, Chris Spizak of the Spies and the Benchmark shows in the chat. How you doing, Chris? And he says, did you catch... Yes, the good... Did you catch Kofi hollering stupid, stupid at Orton, which was the callback to the infamous Randy Kofi incident? And yes, that was, a, that was an interesting, very, very cool callback. And I forgot to, uh, I forgot to mention that. Brett says, I, I effing now love Kofi more. Uh, Robert uh, Larry says, I hope and pray that the WWE does not screw up this match between Kofi and Daniel. I don't see how they could really... At this point, as far as SmackDown goes, and the way they've been treating Kingston and Bryan, this impromptu feud that they've been... that they've created, it's all about... it's been all about the in-ring work. 
like there hasn't been any outside forces. There hasn't been Daniel Bryan singling out Kofi Kingston or Kofi Kingston singling out Daniel Bryan. It's been all about each other fighting. It's been about each other fighting in the ring. This feud ignited because of the gauntlet match, because Kofi was able to get one on Daniel Bryan. And it and then it exacerbated at Elimination Chamber. And now we're we're back here. You know, they're not trading shots at each other. They're not stalking each other's families or, you know, uh, pushing each other, uh, pu- uh, chasing each other with cars or whatever. It's just like good in-ring work, telling a story, making us understand that, you know, this is escalating because they are competitors. Because they're working, they, they, because they're, uh, they're, they're, they get in the ring with against each other. They have fantastic matches, and we don't quite know how it's going to turn out. Uh, Kingston got the first pin on Brian. Brian's got the second one. Now Kingston has another one on Daniel. Will Daniel get the next one? Will Kofi be able? Like, there's a very even Steven kind of thing going along, going around. Yeah, I did. I said even Steven. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here to consider uh, as far as, like, I don't see right now, I don't quite see how they could, how they could screw it up. Because as it stands right now, it feels like they've been telling Kofi and Brian, guys, just tell your story, do what you have to do. And if they do that, we're fine. Now you'll, you could give me the argument well, you know, Warren, it's WWE. And, I, and I'd be like, yeah, yes. You know, I, I'd give you a, uh, I'd give you a, 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 um, a knowing shrug. But um, I don't know. Everything that's been happening on SmackDown since pretty much the beginning of the year uh, with a few exceptions aside, has uh, I'm very confident. I've been very high on SmackDown this year so far, much more than Raw. Feel like they're doing uh, they're doing that right, anyway. Um, Robert says Kofi versus Daniel potential match of the year for 2019. Look, man, I mean, they, these guys have the talent to do it. These guys have the talent to do it. Brett says WWE is going to put the title on Kofi and Daniel Bryan is laughing saying I'm fucking money. <laughs> uh, that's really good. And, oh, and Donna Lily just dropped in wishing me a happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, that was SmackDown. I had a fun time watching it. It was a fun show. And you know, one of the things, this, you know, it's it's easy it's easy to go around crapping on WWE. It really really is because they make it really easy. You know when we say we want we want surprises, we want things to be mixed up. We want you know, we we want things to take us by surprise and you know, just break out of the formulas. They're trying. You can't say that they're not trying. And this is, you know, it's something that, 
you know, you could nitpick and say, you know, oh, I'm not sure that uh, I wouldn't have had the, the NXT guys come up like this. I would have had some buildup. I would have look. They, we got some fresh matches, some, or at least and in a couple of circumstances, some some um, um, uh, some um, callbacks, some callback matches. And, you know, I've been in the school of thought as well. I've been in the school of thought that if you never talk about NXT on main roster and you never showcase your top NXT talent on main, when it's time to call them up, people will have no idea who you're talking about and then they'll just be relegated. They'll be called up and a la EC3, get called up. Don't uh, When he's on TV, don't let him talk and, and then use him in two matches and then have him disappear completely. You know, it's like... NXT... They're, they're doing good by NXT and the NXT guys that they have right now. Now, if they can only do the same thing with the ladies, with the women, I think that is fantastic. So there we have it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap this one up and I want to say thank you to everyone, everyone who popped in this evening on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you're listening to this later or if you're listening to this on podcast, thank you very much as well. I really do appreciate it. Uh, so I will. So remember tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, listen to my special appearance on JPQ's No Particular Angle podcast. Go find him on your uh, favorite podcast application. S follow it so that it pops up in your downloads and you can listen to it. It's going to be a good time. It was a fun show. John's a great guy and it was a great show. Uh, my 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap will happen on Thursday, not the usual Wednesday spot. And uh, yeah, that'll be it for me this week. And it'll be for the it'll be that for me tonight as well. And I want to thank you all so, so very, very much for uh, for joining me. And uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>